All right, Daniel, go ahead. Welcome to the show, man. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Daniel Gonzalez. I was born and raised in Patterson, New Jersey, and attended uh, Rutgers University in New Jersey. I'm a mechanical engineer, and just for the record, never had any uh, psychological issues, nor have I been treated in any <laughs> related condition. Uh, the outdoors has always been my passion. Uh, from New Jersey, I moved to California and started hunting there as a young man, perhaps uh, 20. Uh, I worked as uh, an engineer uh, for Garrett Air Research, uh, which is uh, an aircraft part manufacturer in Torrance, California. One time I decided to go on vacation to Oregon instead of going uh, to Florida, which is where uh, I usually went. And I absolutely fell in love with the mountains and the topography, etc. And uh, a year later, I had dropped everything that I had or owned or even my job and moved to the state of Oregon, bought 40 acres with a couple of houses. At that time, it was very cheap. Eventually, it became the windsurfing capital of the world. And up to nowadays, it's quite expensive to either buy or even rent there. But uh, I started hunting right away. Uh, you could literally work your day and get in your four-wheel drive and hunt and come home. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Eventually, I bought horses and I began investigating. And there is a a wilderness area which is in the Deschutes National Forest. The uh, Pacific Crest Trail cuts right through it and eventually ends up uh, in Washington and up to Canada, etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, there is a trailhead out of a lake that is named uh, Devil's Lake, and that's where I used to uh, trailer my horses. And for many years, I used to go hunting there. And I was very successful, etc. Uh, it had been probably 10 years. I, at that time, had my son, who now is about 48 or 49. He was a teenager. And the uh, bow hunting season was coming up, and we decided to go uh, do a little kind of checking out and, and see how the game was doing this year. But we decided to backpack. Of course, I was a young man then and threw a backpack on my back and walked the normally six hours of horseback rider riding that we had to do to get to our regular camp. Um, we arrived with nothing, you know, nothing new. And we did a little cooking, went out, did a little scouting. Uh, the game was abundant. We're very happy. We came back, we cooked dinner, and we kept on talking with a fireplace, et cetera, there, and, uh, or with a fire, not a fireplace, a fire there. And eventually, approximately 10 o'clock, we decided to, well, let's call it a day. I, we, because we went on backpack, uh, with backpacks, I had packed a small four man nylon, very light tent that was clear or semi clear. And it was full moon, and so we went to we went to sleep, 
And I've always been a very, very light sleeper. And all of a sudden, everybody's sleeping, and I hear these steps approaching, which, in fact, I had heard in other occasions, I had heard hunters coming in, and you can actually hear them a mile away. Uh, but in any case, these steps woke me up. They were very heavy and definitely bipedal. And they kept on approaching the tent. So I was concerned a little bit, but uh, I just kind of listened. And all of a sudden, I see this shadow through the wall of the tent that uh, basically covered the whole tent. And I, I assume it was because the moon was behind that this figure, uh, it had kind of saturated the entire uh, or covered the entire life and I could hear the breathing and the breathing was similar to that of a very uh, overworked horse after you run with him very heavy you could see that it would, was coming from lungs that were not human but at the same time I said you know it can't be an animal it can't be a bear because a bear can't walk on two feet that long and I heard it step by step, getting closer and closer. Then all of a sudden, you know, your mind starts playing tricks on you. So I, I thought maybe it's somebody playing games. And I, I always carried a 44 Magnum revolver. Of course, I also carry rifle or whatever. But in this case, since I was just backpacking, I had my 44. And I got my 44 Magnum. I turned on my back. And I said out loud, hey, I don't know who you are, but don't come any closer. Don't touch the tent because I have a gun and I will shoot. And uh, nothing moved, but the breathing continued for a while. Of course, when I said that, the three kids or teenagers that were with me woke up kind of wondering what the heck was going on and was, were looking at this, uh, this big shadow. And uh, for about 20, 30 seconds, it continued to breathe very deeply. It was very close to the tent. As a matter of fact, there was a moment where I thought that uh, it actually touched the tent. But then all of a sudden, I, we could see light again, and we could see that it went north on the Pacific Crest Trail, to be exact. And uh, the moment that we fell three or four or five steps, I sat out opened the zipper with a gun in my right hand and stuck my hat out. And of course, the, the, the kids were trying to do the same thing at the same time. And uh, the figure, which was this massive, I'm talking eight, nine feet tall. Uh, and I can tell you that it weighed no less than 800 pounds, 900 it heard the zipper and the commotion, and it turned around. He must have been 10 or 15 yards away. Full moon, we could see him clearly. His face uh, was human-like, and uh, it was something that we were completely shocked and in awe to see. And all of a sudden, uh, it opened its mouth, and it gave this, combination, I call it a howl slash growl, uh, so loud that it echoed. I, it, this is at the base of the, for those of you who know it, you don't know the area, the base of the Three Sisters Wilderness Area. Uh, I'm sorry, there's, there's three, when we call the Three Sisters, it's three uh, volcanoes 
the north, the middle, and the south sister. I was around between the south sister and the middle sister. And if anybody that's listening to this has ever packed that way, there is a place where, as you go north, the Pacific Crest Trail separates and it, go, it does a loop. And then it comes about five, six, seven miles up further north. They come together again. I used to hunt that circle because I knew that if we got lost, uh, we, it doesn't matter in what direction you walk, you would find a trail as long as you went in a straight line. Okay. But getting back, he growled as I had never seen before. And I thought to myself, and it must have been 10 yards away, 12 yards away. I, when you're under that pressure, you don't, you know, don't remember, but I can tell you that it was enough for me to see the nostrils. And uh, I remember thinking if this animal decides to charge us, there's no way in the world that I'd be able to stop it even with two or three shots of a 44 Magnum before he's on top of us. But instead of that, he turned around and started walking, swinging long arms. And I remember him looking back two or three times uh, until he turned into the woods and just disappeared. Needless to say, we didn't sleep uh, the rest of the night just talking about it. And uh, next day, we went out very carefully, and there was no sign. There was no noise. There was no sound. And uh, that was it for that. I, I still talk. I mean, we still... For many years, only us four spoke about it, because you have to understand that in 1989, if you told somebody that you saw something like that, they would really consider that you were completely out of your mind, because they wouldn't believe it. Perhaps if you were lucky to run into somebody else that had an experience, but my direct contacts did not. So consequently, I didn't speak to anyone about it, and uh, we spoke amongst ourselves, and Coincidentally, I recently had a back surgery about six months ago, and I called one of them, and I said, hey, do you remember that day? And he said, quote, just like if it happened yesterday, unquote. Uh, nowadays, though, there's several factors that made me talk. Number one, at my age, I really don't care what anybody thinks anymore. I know it's true, and I know what I saw. Uh, so there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, it's not like I saw it by myself and I can question myself and say, well, did I really see that? No, three other people that I can talk to uh, also remember exactly the way I saw it. And uh, so that's one thing. And then there's so many people who now have had sightings that it's, it's not a, a shocker to many anymore. I actually tell everybody that I can whether they believe I'm crazy or not. And and that was it. You can never forget an experience like that. Never, ever. Now, what my belief is, what are they? You know, there, there are speculations where some people say, well, they're the Nephilim in the Bible, or they're, they're supernatural, or they're this or they're that. They may or may not be. My interpretation is that they're no more than the gorilla. The, the mountain gorilla existed right along with mankind for hundreds of years, and we didn't even know that we're there. So it's only relatively recent in, in, in time, you know, in the time, uh, the schedule of time that we really discovered them. 
So uh, I just think it's another species. It, it, it has smarts. Well, so do dogs, right? So do some gorillas. They've learned to, they have learned to even talk and communicate. So they do have the ability. So that is why. They say, why, why haven't you not found uh, a corpse? Well, how many times have you found, say, a bear corpse? I can tell you that, or a skeleton. I can tell you that I've been in the woods for decades and decades. Not only to that place, but another another uh, place called the River of No Return Wilderness Area, which is in the northeast of uh, Oregon. And I've never seen a bear skeleton. So the fact that I haven't seen one of these, or some people have not, or most people have not, doesn't prove anything to me. I know they exist. And uh, I did have... And I, oh, by the way, these, these kids who are now men have continued to uh, pursue the hunting sport. And uh, they have had other experiences, not as, not as dramatic as this one, but they've been in the, in the tent and heard steps and heard rocks thrown, little rocks thrown at the, the tent. I, I don't really believe that they want to hurt you. And of course, a dog would bite you if they're scared and they think you're going to hurt them. So it all depends on your demeanor and attitude. I think if you give them space, uh, they don't, you know, they might tell you, hey, I don't want you here. But I later found out with other experiences that I had, which I'm not ready to, to uh, explain now, but I can tell you I had an, uh, 30 acres at the base of Mount Hood, at the base of Mount Hood uh in a uh town near the town of odell which is just north of hood river which is where i live actually to be exact the little little tiny town is called is named parkdale the back of my property was right on a creek and from there on it was wild and i had a you know persistent other experience that one day i'll decide to talk about but that i'm not ready to <laughs> for sure man so that is it my friend well i mean that's 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 really an incredible encounter for sure um and i mean i want to touch on a couple of things there for sure um in particular what i wanted to start with is a lot of people don't realize that when you said that you've never seen you know a carcass before is there's you know researchers and stuff in super remote areas of um foreign foreign regions that studied for example endangered species of tiger and stuff and the biologist will tell you you'll be lucky to encounter two in a lifetime alive so right if these things are in a very small population you know it's it's entirely possible that we people just aren't seeing them but they're still out there and i think people for sure underestimate how big some of our wilderness areas still are in the United States because some of these regions are like really, really dense on like untouched areas. I can tell you that that area that I told you, there's another place about three miles from there called Indian Holes. And you can, you can hear the solitude. You can hear the silence there. I've been there several times. Didn't have any sighting there, but it was 
unbelievable. And I know beyond any doubt that there are spots in Oregon and in many other places of the United States where humans have never, ever walked. There is no doubt. I mean, I have had horses and traveling to the mountains for hours and hours and time after time and year after year. And they're just areas that are so remote that it is absolutely uh, incredible. People do not realize that. I also believe that they get to know you just like a dog gets to know you. I, I was watching a program one time of this guy that, uh, that started getting closer and closer to a pride of lions, and, and they accepted him. And they said, these are wild lions that are out there to eat you. So I believe that they have the capability of knowing, oh, this is this guy. This is, I mean, maybe no, not in those words, but this is this guy. This right. is, you know, and pretty soon they learn to accept you. And I later had the other experience that one day I'll decide, which is a little more complex and more, perhaps a little more difficult for some people to accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know for a fact that they get to know you. They, they know that you don't mean harm and you know, just like a dog knows, just like uh, any other animal, just like a fighting bull. Uh, you know, it's friends with the one that raised them and doesn't want to kill them. Right. Uh, it, it's, you know, people think, think well, how can, how can that be possible? It happens every day with other animals around you if you just stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on for sure is, have you seen the Patterson film? I have seen somewhat of the Patterson film. Uh, I saw the other day, which is, it was a made-up film. I, I like to, to, to experience, actually, or watch, actually, things that when people actually go uh, explore. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, it, uh, I think the name of it is Exists. Uh, it, it's uh, just a, something to be entertained with. It could be very true, but uh, I know that was a made-up film. You know, right. uh, I seen the the little bit of a, a video uh, about the Patterson film, the little short one where he drops the camera and picks it up and sees the animal swinging the arm, and just like that, just like that, when it's swinging the arm and looking back to see where you are, that's exactly how that other animal did the one that I saw. That's incredible. Did the uh, so when you saw the face, man, go into uh, a little more detail about you know the face. Where where was there just skin, and what areas had you know hair and such? I miss your question there. Your the echo is a little bit too much. Oh, my apologies. What was the question? So tell me about the what areas of the face had hair, and what areas didn't have hair. Oh well, listen, the face definitely. Uh, if if it had any hair, it was it was very little hair. Everything else was pretty hairy. Okay. And I could tell that there was some shades of dark brown. Mostly was black. Um, you know. Uh, let's see what else. I, I didn't look at the feet. I was looking at the face and at the at the facial expressions. Um. I didn't see the palm of his hands either, which I I'm only assuming that it didn't it wouldn't have any. All I know is that the arms went down to or past 
its knees. That I know, because as it walked away, I could see the swing of the arms, and I said, wow, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's no doubt in my mind, it, you know, it wasn't a bear. I, I, I used to have hound dogs and, and hunt bear. I'm sorry for those that are here that are against that, but I used to have hound dogs and seeing many bears. I've been charged by a bear. And I know what a bear looks like and acts like. And that was definitely not a bear. And I've heard many sounds in the, in the, in the woods. I've heard a bear growl. I've heard a uh, mountain lion growl. But this, you would need a $10,000 sound equipment to, to be able to make something sound that loud. And you would need some very fancy sound equipment to, to be able to try to even imitate uh, the vocalization or the sounds like that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of vocalization, that's, an, that's one thing my, those boys now hear. They do hear vocalization right in the same spot, right in the same spot. Uh, and they hear vocalization and that, but they've grown used to it now. They know that it's harmless. Mm -hmm. It or others or whatever, uh, they have seen a couple of what they consider to be it between the trees a little bit for a second, for a moment, you know, but nothing like this ever again, not to them anyway. Right. So have you heard the um oh shoot I'm I'm trying to think of the name the um do you, do you know the name Dane of the uh, those really famous Sasquatch calls um somewhere in California they filmed them remember no idea shoot no I don't know no I don't know. oh the uh they're they're called the Sierra sounds so these Sierra sounds are these like deep loud howling kind of sounds that were captured in the California, somewhere out in California, it's like apparently like a secret spot that these hunters used to go, and they ca they managed to capture these sounds after a, a number of years, and it's it's pretty unique. And like sound experts have listened to it and stuff, and said that you can't fake it, and that it's whatever yeah. whatever it is, is is definitely unique. And wildlife yeah. experts don't know what it is, and then you know after these sounds have become more well known in public. A lot of people are coming out and saying, oh, you know, I've, I've heard those for years. I just, I always assumed it was a, a bird or something. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, once my working life was over, uh, I had been more interested in trying to investigate uh, from, <laughs> from my computer chair, uh, some of that information. And, uh, and I have try to listen and I have heard uh, exactly the same sound that uh, that I heard uh, I also had heard uh, something like you said I don't know if you're referring to the same thing where they they say that there is no way that a human voice can possibly uh, reach the particular frequencies that these house uh, you know display mm -hmm. uh, so you know, I, I don't know. All I can tell you is I have heard it on the computer again. Um, I have heard them make other sounds uh, in my property over in 
Barktail. Uh, not that howl. I don't know what that howl meant. I don't know if it was, hey, don't you follow me? Uh, let me show you my power by, you know, I guess like a lion when they're growling, telling, uh, you know, telling the other lions not to come close or something. I, I don't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean anything nice. Not that, not that time. Right. Anyway, I can tell you. Right. Uh, I can tell you. Yeah. And they were, and it was looking straight at us. I was looking his way, and it was like, I don't know. My, I live in a three-bedroom house, and my bedroom is all the way to the end. And if I open my bedroom door and look at the front door, that's about how far it was. So I don't believe it was even fifteen yards. It might have been ten, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, when they're that close and you can, they make that kind of sound, you can really hear it. Right. And it was, it, it was hair raising, blood curling, that sound. Right. And, and also, you know, at an animal that size at 10, 15 yards, you know, that's not far. You know, that's, that's most people standing in their hallway, looking down to the end of the hallway, you know, that's. That's not really that far, and especially it's something yeah, that's six no, it, feet tall or nine feet tall. You know, that's that's you can tell what you're looking at. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I can tell you for those who wonder why I didn't mention it, I did not smell anything. And he and I put my my head out of that tent, literally, perhaps three four seconds after he started walking away. Mm-hmm. But of course, their steps are so long. And he was walking at a fast pace that it only took those five seconds for him to separate himself from the from the tent pretty much you know i really wonder to this day what why what is it that he was doing just standing there what was he was he considering or what was he studying or meditating I, I have no idea what, I mean, I've often thought of that and I don't know what his motive was to stand just there, you know, and I talk and I, as you can tell, I have a strong voice and, and when I said it, I included several bad words, you know, say the away or, <laughs> you know, right on, yeah, for sure. F word, very loud and, uh, and it didn't blink, it didn't move didn't budge it just kept on breathing and i just wonder what he was thinking you know uh, just it's something that you will never ever forget ever 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 <laughs> you know oh yeah for sure that's just the way it is yeah that would that would stay with me for a long time seeing an animal like that for sure so what do you so like like i think you you touched on it a little bit earlier is that you think that they're just they're just an animal I, I believe, I mean, I could be wrong, you know, there's so much to find out and study and learn. Uh, it, it is my personal opinion. Uh, since I did have not, even in the other occasions, I have not perceived anything, quote, supernatural, unquote, as some people suggest. Right. I, I, I haven't seen them with this ability to disappear and appear or become a tree or whatever people think 
and I respect what they think. Perhaps it's based on what they saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've seen nothing but behavior that can be attributed to a species of animals. That, that's all I have. That's right. all I, that's all I think to a very intelligent species of animal. Very intelligent. Yeah. With a very, with a tremendous ability to smell and to hear. But then again, that's nothing out of this world. You know, I mean, if, if you're hunting and you get just a tiny little breeze behind you pushing to the, for the game, they'll know you're there. They'll know you're there. They can be 200 yards away and they'll pick you up and run. Hmm. So that's nothing, you know. And as far as people say, well, how do they know the cameras are in the tree? How come they, well, you know, you're, I don't know what, that their frequency or their ability to hear what the, the the frequencies are that they're able to capture. Dogs can hear things that we cannot hear. So perhaps those those little machines that they put in there make some kind of a noise that we cannot hear, and 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 they can hear it. I don't know. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, we only have people's uh, firsthand accounts of them, man. You know, we. Beyond that, we, we can only speculate for sure, man. Right. All I can tell you is, I am telling you, hopefully so far I have not sounded in any way as a person that has a mental problem. All I can tell you is, they do exist. There is no doubt in my mind. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind that they do exist. You know, some people believe it, some people don't. Uh, you know, I have a, a, a sister who believes me, mm-hmm. and her husband, who's a professor in a college in California, mind you, uh, and uh, he doesn't believe it. He says, well, it could have been somebody trying to scare you. I said, oh, okay, so somebody parked your car, walked eight miles, I'm sorry, eight hours, seven or eight hours mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, taking a chance that they would find us, right? In, in, in a sea, an ocean of trees, taking a chance that they would find us. Who can incredible equipment to make that sound, right? Right. And, uh, and did it just to scare us? I, I think that doesn't make sense to me. Well, I know it wasn't human. Right. <laughs> I know yeah. that. Sounds like a lot of work for a harmless prank. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of I mean, that... I can understand somebody doing that if it was down there by the car. I can understand somebody trying to fool around with you like that. Right. But seeing a car parked in a trailhead and then starting to walk and walk and walk and walk with with equipment that shakes, the with sound equipment that would shake the mountains and with some kind of a... Uh, recording that that even experts say that humans cannot duplicate that i i got in 1989 now i don't think right <laughs> i don't think and i mean also you got to consider you know whoever if someone was playing a prank on you they're running a pretty good chance of getting shot too oh absolutely absolutely I, i'm gonna tell you i i turned my back and when that continued i i actually put the hammer back on the on the 
on the 44 Magnum and I had it lined up. I mean, I, if, if I have a route like that and I scream at you and I even swear at you and you try to get in my tent, uh, you know, right. uh, I, I think that I, uh, I, I'm in the right to, tr- to protect myself. And I had three other people there with me, one of which is my son. Right. So, and he still lives in Oregon, by the way. And, and he, he's now taking a beginning to take my grandson who's 14, uh, to that same spot. You know, I mean, that's our, that, that was our, our spot. You know, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's wild. It's, it's way out there. Of course, if you, sh- if you take an elk, for example, which I took many, uh, you better have some horses to get him out of. We used to pack it. That was the only ever time that we backpacked. Every other time we ever went to that camp, uh, you know, I had the six horses and some of them. Early in the spring, I used to always uh, pack in all of my my camping stuff, you know, big tent, big, wall, big huge wall tent, and, you know, and set it all up, set a mess hall and, and all of that stuff, and then just, that way, the next time, all I had to do is just take, you know, the everyday stuff, my rifle, my, you know. And to this day, to this day, I, I wonder if there's, if there's, I, I put away some food can, <laughs> and to this day, I, I wish I knew if they were still there. There is right off, right on the side of the Pacific Crest Trail, there's a three-walled uh, horse ranger. Uh, Kind of a something to protect yourself if it's snowing or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It was there, and uh, and I pulled up some boards and put some food down there, and then hammered the boards back down. And I just, I often wonder if that stuff is still there thirty years later. <laughs> you, know? you never know, man. Could still be there. Unfortunately, now you know I had two back surgeries. I still walk, but barely. Right. So I go around in an electric little cart, moving around, and uh, I guess I find joy in in what my children do now. You know, and we talk about it. Yeah, that's really you cool. Know, I do. I do. We do. We do go hog hunting here in uh, Georgia still, and I sit in that blind and you know pigs are an are an invasive species here so uh i do still go there but oh, they say that that they have seen sasquatch here in in georgia but i don't you know I, mm-hmm. I haven't i don't know anybody that that has mentioned that here you know yeah but I know the Northwest, that's the mother load. That's where they are. Oregon, Northern California, the entire state of Oregon, the entire state of Washington, and and then into Canada. That is that is the concentration of at least in the United States. There might be some some other places. They say there's some in Florida. I don't know. I don't know that. But I know that there's plenty of them in the state, in those, in that Northwest, in those three states, you know, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. How was the, uh, the group's reception to what you posted about? You get a lot of good feedback. Oh, or... every, everybody, everybody was very positive. 
pretty much 100% positive response, mm -hmm. you know. I, get, I was surprised that this is the first time I ever done that. Mm -hmm. This is the, the very first time that I've ever put myself out like that, perhaps because I don't really care anymore, you know. Because of my position when I, at that time, and because of the people I knew that would never believe what I was going to say, we all kept quiet. We all kept quiet all our lives. We only talked about it between our, ourselves. Mm -hmm. But you know what, man? It, I don't really care anymore. You want to think I'm crazy? That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I don't care. Uh, you know, I know it happened. I know it's true. You know, and uh, and they know it's true. The other three people know it's true. So, you know, I don't have any reason to question anything. What happened was so phenomenal that there is no other explanation you know you know what's crazy is um i'm actually from oregon so i don't know if you know Benita, but i am from Benita, oregon it is about 20 minutes outside of eugene oh okay eugene sure yeah, yeah. well eugene eugene I, is uh yeah go ahead i um so i don't remember how long ago this was but I did a program with North, Northwest Outbound School. Um, so we did 99 miles down the Deschutes River, Deschutes River uh, on rafts for a week. And then we did some mountain, or not some, did some rock climbing at the place. It's in the desert on the side of the Cascades. And after that, we did two weeks of mountaineering through the Cascades on the PCT. And for people that oh, don't really know, the Pacific Crest Trail is um, the trail that goes from Mexico to Canada through California, Canada, right? California, right. Oregon, and Washington. Mm -hmm. Another thing is they say, "Well, how come if you have a gun, they don't let you?" You know. Well, let me let me tell you. I had hound dogs, and when I if you don't teach a hound dog properly, and the first time you fire, that hound dog isn't expecting that that gunshot. He will forever be gun shy. Yeah. And he will see a gun and run the other way. So you have to introduce the sound very. I had hound dogs, and I would, every time I was going to eat, they were going to eat. From far away, I would get a little 22 and pow, one shot. And then I would feed him. Mm -hmm. And every, I would do that every day. And every day it would be closer and closer. Those are when they were pops. And pretty soon they connected the sound of the gun with food and with good things. Yeah. And then later on, I used a heavier caliber until they didn't, you know, a shot. Well, they didn't care. Same thing with the horses. You know, if you should, you try shooting a gun on top of a horse that doesn't expect it, and you'll see where you'll end up. <laughs> you're going to end up on the floor. That's where you're going to end up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh, you know, when people say, well, you know, they're gun shy. Well, yeah, God knows how many times they've seen or heard a gun and got shocked by a gunfire or, or something like that, or, you know, and they have some way of communication. Yeah. They also say, how can I be? Well, hey, you know what? Uh, whales communicate. Flippers um, or whatever, what they call them, little smaller fish that they communicate with all these little kick, 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 sounds etc right so yeah, why, yeah. you know a, a, a gorilla is, is taught how to talk to you 
with signs and stuff like that, right? You've re- you've seen that. Mm-hmm. So so then, what's what's so shocking about another species of animal having some sort of communication? You know, elephants can communicate with their sounds and their web, you know, whatever. What you know, it's nothing. I don't understand why people get so shocked. What do you mean they can talk? Well, I didn't say they can talk. I say they can communicate. And they, an animal learns what a word means. My dog, if I said sit, he sits. And if I say come, he comes. Mm-hmm. If I said bad dog, he understands. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not happy. Then what's the big deal about another species that is somewhat intelligent being able to have similar abilities? Nothing out of this world. I don't understand what people get so shocked. Well, you know, how can they talk? Well, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. I don't know what the knocking means. I've heard it many times. Mm. I don't think a knocking is is aggressive. I think the growl and the howl is aggressive. Yeah. But I mean, it's my perception. But I don't think the knocking, I don't think the whoop, the whooping is aggressive, you know? Mm. It, you know, to me, it was like saying I'm here, you know? I want food or something like that, perhaps, you know, but uh, the growl, it, it can't possibly not be aggressive. I'm with I, you on this you one, know. man. If, if anyone that's ever been to the Cascades of Oregon knows that there is more than enough space for creatures to see decades. Oh, absolutely. Way more, yeah. way more than you'd ever need. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, mountain gorillas weren't discovered till like 1903 or something like that. Really? Like a hundred something years ago, people thought mountain gorillas were a myth. So, who's to say, you know, that there's other stuff we don't know about? There is, uh, there is a place in north, in the north, let's see, in the northeast corner of of uh, Oregon, out of Pendleton. Still a little bit east and north of Pendleton, mm-hmm. and it is called this, the uh, River of No Return Wilderness Area. And uh, one time, you know, I said to myself, "Let's go in there and let's find out." And I rode for like twelve hours. I slept and I rode for another six into the mountains without seeing a soul, and I actually ran into an old homestead. There was a cabin there. There was an abandoned cabin. And I remember crossing a river when it had a little more flow than, it, than I should have ventured into, but I was a wild man at that time. And, uh, and sleeping in that cabin, you know? And I visited it many times after that, and I'm telling you, it was 18 hours in on a horseback that can easily do five or six miles uh, per hour, you know, and penetrating it 16, 18 hours into the mountain in a straight line and, and still not find a road mm-hmm. and still not find a human, you know. <laughs> so can they be there? Absolutely. Without Absolutely. a doubt. Yeah. How old are you? Yeah. Yes. I'm 23. 
Oh, you're a young man. Okay. I have yeah. a son that's 22. The reason I was asking you is because uh, I wondered if you were, you know, you were not. There was a time there in that, in that river of no return wilderness area that the hunters went there. Not as deep as I'm referring to, but they went down into that. There was a, this big canyon down in there. Mm. And it started snowing and they couldn't get out. And the Forest Service had to go in and take them out in helicopters and they had to leave their horses there. And I was there that time. And I, it was the morning and I saw all that snow. And, and we had, there were herds and herds of elk in there. And I said, I'm not going to leave my horses behind. And I was in normally about the, the place that I, Hunted was about six hours on a horseback after there is no more trail, mm-hmm. and it and it took me eighteen hours to get out of there. Oh wow! Yeah, it was uh, chest deep to the horses, and they had to leap and leap. Uh, and and there's ravines that you could look down, and you knew that if and you couldn't really see the trail very well because it, it had three feet of snow on top of it, you know. So it was hairy, but I didn't leave my animals there. I, I love my horses, you know. They were my friends. For sure, man. The best thing you can compare it to is it is the Wild West out there. Absolutely. Absolutely wild. People don't realize that in the United States it can be. They only think of Alaska like that. Yeah. But no, Oregon, Washington. You Even know, parts of California. Even parts of Northern California, that's correct. Even parts of Northern California, there's a lot of wild and touch country that is very, very, very deep, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and it sure lends itself to, you know, that species or any other species to get in there and not be seen, even if you know it exists and you know they're there. But, uh, you just don't see it, you know. I mean, I've been in, I've been hunting sometimes in a place that I know that the animals are there, and been there two days without seeing anything. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it happens. You know, we we've heard some pretty crazy stories, so I doubt that I you'd be able to say anything that would at least surprise me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. No. The 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 forbidden episode that we the won't we won't episode. mention. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't believe that part. I don't believe in anything supernatural connected with them. There may be, but I don't. I have never seen anything like that, and consequently, I don't have any basis to believe such thing. If you tell me something different i'll i'll honor your opinion but that doesn't mean i i I can only believe what i see you know well guess what i had an orchard right and i was at the base of the mount hood national forest my daughter now is 40 i think 44 44. yeah she was like i don't know 13 or something like that and she was part of it and uh you know, and it, it, and it happened all the time, and it happened in our backyard. And in that occasion, we, you know, you know, we saw a family back there that stayed there, lived there. It was a creek back there. They, they lived there. They slept there. They, they rarely left that area. And uh, 
We saw them all the time, absolutely all the time. And, you know, sometimes in the winter they would get out sometimes because of the snow. It doesn't snow too much in Hood River. My disposition changed completely. That first time it was like uh, the an urge to protect yourself, you know, and all I was looking at was at a, at a beast, you know. Mm-hmm. But later I realized that that wasn't necessarily that way. They never bothered my horses, ever. That people say, well, the your horses, uh, you know, I have a picture in my Facebook. And that picture in my Facebook was in the Pacific Press Trail. I don't know if, you, if you're if you able to look at that picture. And uh, there's a spot that I stopped. And you can see one of my horses looking someplace. And I, I, it was only 20 years later that I looked at that picture. And I said, I wonder why. My horse was so intent looking that way. And I started looking and opening up the picture. And, and I'm not 100% sure that that was what it was, but it sure looks like it. A, a black figure kind of a little squatting with a cony, cone-shaped head. And it's a black, you know, thing back there that I can't tell. I don't even comment about it because, you know, people are... Sometimes seeing things where they're really not. It could have been a a log. It could have been something else. But I often wonder why was that horse looking that way? He was the young horse. The other horses were used to them already. But this one horse, I, that was probably the first year that he had gone into the mountains, and he was intently looking at it. Uh, so you know. But over there where I live. They were there. They don't aggressive. They they're not aggressive. They don't mean you no harm, unless they think that you're gonna harm them. Then you would defend yourself, wouldn't you? Somebody broke in your house, and you thought, and you were married, and you had a child, and you loved that child, and you thought for any minute that there was somebody that was gonna hurt that child. You would defend yourself, wouldn't you? Right? I mean, I know I would shoot them if they come in my house and I had a child. Well. What makes you believe that it would be any different, you know? So a lot of times these these, these attitudes that people describe or this ferocious thing that, you know, you don't know. You don't know if there was a, a young, you know, a young little animal back there that they're trying to protect. When they follow you in the woods and they look at you and they stop behind a tree and whatever, have you stopped to think that perhaps they're doing it because they just want to make sure you're not coming their way and hurt something that they care for? Who knows, right? Just like any you other animal. You have to be man. open-minded to accept many things. For sure. I think that's a great way of putting it, man. It's they're they're just like any other animal, for sure. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right on, man. Well, thanks, Daniel. I, I loved loved having you on to tell your story, man. That was really cool, and I really appreciate you coming on. You're very welcome, my friend. It's been a pleasure.